welcome, Wooddale. I am so glad that you are joining us for what is truly a very, very special weekend. I have my guest here. This is Michael Zinn. He is the director of Chosen People Ministry in Israel. And in fact, Michael, I was just in your country uh, leading a tour, had a great time. So it's kind of funny for me to come back home and meet you here. But I should let you know that the way I met Michael was last May. I lost my passport. And uh, Michael, I think that was kind of providential because <laughs> I remember calling Mitch Glazer, the uh, president of Chosen People, saying, I am stuck in Israel, Mitch. Is there somebody here I could meet and spend some time with? And the next thing I knew, this guy walked into the hotel lobby and I realized, Michael, that uh, it was worth losing my passport to meet you, cool. to hear your story of how God uh, transformed your life and how God is at work uh, there in Israel. And right away, I thought to myself, you know, Whitdale needs to hear your story. They need to find out what God is doing. And so I just wanted to preface everything by a couple of verses of Scripture. One found in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Says the Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. And I think it's so important for us to remember that God called out specifically the Jewish people to use them. Uh, to be a blessing, and all of us have been blessed as a result of that, for they brought forth the Messiah, they certainly kept his word. And uh, just one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, since you're here with us, uh, Michael, is that you know there are some people who think that God is finished with Israel, that the church has replaced Israel. And I just want everybody to know that, that uh, I don't believe that, we as a church do not believe that, uh, we believe that God is going to, in the future, turn again, as it says in Romans, uh, back to the Jewish people. And I think what's so exciting, Michael, with, about Chosen People Ministry is, is that God has called you guys specifically to reach back into uh, the heart of the Jewish people and sharing Christ with them, but not just Jews, Gentiles as well. Sure. So we're excited to hear a lot of what God is uh, doing, but I think the first thing that grabbed my mind and my attention was how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. You're originally from Ukraine, correct? I am, yes. Yeah, so tell us, uh, Michael, how did you come to faith in Christ? Well, Dale, first of all, uh, thank you so much for Welcome. inviting me. And uh, I absolutely, in accord with you, that it was providential that you lost your passport. <laughs> you know, it says that in the life of believer, everything works uh, for good, yes. including losing all the passport, <laughs> even the U.S. passport. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, well, but I remember it was... Uh, anyhow, uh, my name is Michael, well, not Zinn. Okay. I, and I, for the sake of American ears, I am Zinn, of course. Okay. But actually, I am Zinn. You can repeat with me if it's just workable. For okay. You. Uh, and my name here it becomes the source of my pride sort of that uh, mentioned in the bible seven times uh -huh. it's actually name of the desert uh, yes. that moses brought his people through to the land of israel so my name is michael but that is translated from hebrew like who is like God. Uh -huh. So for me, it's very easy to introduce myself. I just stretch forward my hand and I say, 
who is like God, who is like God, who is like God. <laughs> That's actually my name. So answering actually uh, your question about me, Jewish boy, coming to faith in Jewish Messiah. Yes. You know, people always say, how can it be? They say, how it cannot be, you know, right. I mean, Jewish. Anyhow, uh, to start this story uh, and to make it not really long, but I have to. Yes, please. Uh, I have to start from uh, the life of my uh, father. Okay. He was born in Poland, in the city of Lviv, actually in the year 1923. So Germans entered the city in 1941, but he was actually 18 years old. But uh, Russians left three days prior to Germans invading the city. So my father, with some hanging with his friends outside, no one knows who Germans are. Mm. Russians left. And they've been very happy that Russians are left. He comes home and he finds his father and mother laying dead oh. on the floor. That's your grandparents. My grandparents yeah. never seen them. Wow. Just from the stories of my father. Imagine you're 18 years old and all you got, your parents. He buried them the same day oh. and uh, figured out that the people who killed them were neighbors. Oh, my. Dale, Christians. Wow. I mean, you may say, well, they are formal Christians, they are nominal Christians, they are Orthodox Christians, they are Catholic Christians. Don't make mistake. For the Jewish boy, 18 years old, there are Christians and non-Christians. Mm -hmm. All our in-home arguments, they're not important for the Jews in general. So for my father, 18 years old, it was once clear that his parents were killed by Christians. Mm -hmm. Three days later, he was taken to the concentration camp wow. and spent there two and a half years mm -hmm. facing terrible atrocities and the tortures from the part of Germans and Christians. Wow. They were collaborators, just always drunk, uh, you know, walking on the ground of the camp and hunting definitely for my father. Mm. So their uh, game was to put him down, face down on the bench. And while one was sitting on his legs and executing him with the stick, uh, another one was sitting on his neck. And in the time of the execution, the cross from the neck of this guy was hanging back and forth, back and forth in front of the eyes of my father. Till the very, very wow. last days of his life, he kept all these, you know, scars on his back. And actually, you know, I remember we've been really living in a small room by that time in Ukraine. His nightmares when he mm. cried, please don't kill me, don't mm. beat me. Just all his life, he kept it. Then one day and day prior to the extermination of the camp, my father and three of his friends managed to escape. Four people out of 15,000 that were killed, all 15,000, wow. very nice day. Wow. So they survived and spent half a year just hiding in the forest. You know, actually, uh, uh, Russians come in, in liberators. Yeah. Indeed. 
and they are coming and my dad say I'm, and by that time he was you know six foot uh, tall he was 100 pounds wow. altogether imagine, yeah. so he is barely staying on his feet and the russian officer drunk coming in with tang and and he's asking my father are you jewish my father says yes i am and he says i'm so sorry they did kill you all wow that's the story wow. and i grew up in a family where uh, the word uh, christ or christians were taboo sure you, you can't do that you just can't so when i was 13 years old and a jewish age of bar mitzvah or i became adult in a jewish age yes uh, my father called me to his room and asked tell me and i would ever forever remember you know that his word he thought michael in my home you may do whatever you want you may have uh, occupation whatever you want you may believe whatever you want but christ needless to say next morning i found new testament yeah yeah you know you look you're 13 years old so somebody they'll tell you never do it of course the first thing you do <laughs> you find it and i read it wow i read it in my home and at nighttime hiding from my father I was absolutely amazed with the person of Jesus Christ. But if you ask me, did I believe? Not at all. Well, it was another wonderful, smart, wise Jewish guy, maybe prophet. But, you know, among others, you know, he might be the first. But God, hmm. I didn't believe in any God. Why should I really just bring into my life another God? So he was a Jew. So... What I want to say, so loving the personality of Christ doesn't necessarily bring you into faith right. in him. They're just two different things. And right. I believe many Jewish people, right. they're in the same shoes. They say, why not? Nice guy, smart mm -hmm. guy. Why saying, you know, but we wish world will be like he wants to be. But that's the story among yeah. others. To make story short, I married years later, and of course, uh, I, I studied at university, and I became an engineer. Engineer doesn't believe in any God. Then I yeah. married the girl. She is an artist. Uh -huh. She believed in everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so we've been quite a eclectic couple in that sense, and uh, they believe in all the artists. More gods you believe, more spiritual you are. Yeah. So we decided one day to leave uh, for Israel. It was uh, in uh, 89 we married in 88 and so we came to israel it was very easy two suitcases 300 dollars in the pocket were stolen from me on the way to israel oh, so we arrived in israel 33 years old very very uh you know happy couple with no material <laughs> belonging with anything zero in our bank account actually we didn't have even bank account so, and looking around, and you know, it was really a wonderful thing. Just, wow, and this and that, and we read about that. This was one big problem. We didn't know one single word in Hebrew. So you come all the way to Israel. Uh -huh. You're a Jew, but you don't speak Hebrew, Absolutely right? Absolutely no. And this is 1989. 1989. Wow. Well, you know, we, I spoke Yiddish. But if somebody said that Yiddish of any practical usage in Hebrew in, in, in Israel is not. <laughs> so I understood my father and mother, they spoke Yiddish, and just sort of, you know, dialect with German, you know, but not Hebrew at all. I didn't have a clue how to write it. 
So mm. you write it from the right to left, and, and actually you from the left to right, and we, we do it from uh, uh, right to left. Right. And uh, you, actually, it's just you're wrong. <laughs> because you know you can't help you know the God sure. that gave Moses from the right, but you know everyone will be responsible one day for, for his. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, uh, this understanding didn't help us. You know you have to, uh, to learn the, the language. And here, actually, the story of our salvation starts. Hmm. In our class, we met very strange couple, couple, Americans. Okay, uh, and uh, uh, they've been always happy. Happy to the extent that that started to irritate me. <laughs> Why people are happy, you, you know? Now, and I was really, very really interested to know why. Why mm. they are so different. You know, the people, new immigrants, they always complain. Yeah. This is bad. This is wrong. No money, no weather, you know, no department, no job. And those people, they've been always happy and yeah. smiling. And now you have to understand, I didn't speak one single word in English. Mm. He didn't speak one second word in Russian, right. and both we didn't speak Hebrew. Yeah. So communication was quite, you know, like the gestures, I <laughs> love you, as they say, you know, you cut hands to the Jew and he becomes mute. Yeah. So this it was jumping all that stuff. Anyhow, I tried to deliver my uh, ask a question to him and ask, why are you so different? Yeah. And he says, uh, because, uh, because I believe God. I say. Okay, okay. I say, God, God is is, is okay. Uh, nevertheless, look, everything is so bad. You, you know, the weather, oof, hot. You know, money, no money. You know. Yeah. And he looks at me, and I would never forget. And he speaks in nice English. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I say, no, 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 no. I said, you don't understand. I say, everything is not good. Yeah. Everything is bad. And his wife, such a tiny uh, lady, staying to, next to him, says to me, look at me, says, hallelujah. <laughs> I say, ooh. <laughs> I say to my wife, look, we have a problem. We have a problem. <laughs> Might be nice people, but, you know, say, hello, goodbye. You can help next day in the morning in the same school studying Hebrew. And we have been so attracted, so amazed with not what they say, mm -hmm but with who they are. Yeah. And they invited us to their home and we've been like, you know, I'm not a mystical person. I never see the dreams. If I see the dream, it's probably because I ate something wrong before <laughs> I went. Well, you know, my wife... You're an also, engineer. <laughs> yeah, my wife, right, you got it. My wife also makes jokes out of that. But this time we visited them and I was absolutely sure that something mystical, hmm. it's almost hanging in the air. Mutual respect even to the children, mm. not just to love children, but respect how children treated his father mm. and mother. And, and, and I just, you know, became you and I'm saying, why is that? Mm -hmm. He looked at me and said, Michael, I have nothing to add to this. It's mm. because of Jesus Christ. We left. Mm. We left their home and, and we decided, okay, we are Jews. Mm. Jews, remember my father, do not believe in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. period. Well, life uh, made an interesting turn in our life. And one day it was really uh, tough in our relationship with my wife. We really just got really bad argument. Mm -hmm. uh, and my wife, may God bless her heart, she stopped me in the middle and she told, 
look, let's go to Ray and Hannah. That's where they name. Say, how are we gonna go down? We didn't have a car. Mm. 10 o'clock PM. Uh, now I learn uh, you come to American home without notice. Uh, <laughs> 10 o'clock PM. By that time, we didn't have even the phone. Forget about cellular phone. Yeah. But we didn't know that. And that saved us. Wow. So we took a bus wow. and we right to their home. So we show up there, their door, 1030 PM, <laughs> you know, ringing at the door. He comes out and he looks like a big question mark looking <laughs> at me. <laughs> and I'm looking, he said, come in. We sit in a chair, me and my wife, and them. And we keep silence. I don't know what to tell. I don't speak English. Hmm. Wow. And uh, suddenly, and really suddenly, something touched me from within my heart. Hmm. And I started to talk in pure Russian. Wow. And then I started to cry. Mm. And all my life, with all my achievements, with all my degrees and all my diplomas came just in front of my eyes and just nothing out of that. Mm. And I understood the life doesn't worth right. one single moment of trusting somebody. And I cried mm. probably 10, 15 minutes. The man with the beard, not so gray as now. And mm. my wife joined me in this crying. Wow. So it goes on and on 10, 15 minutes. They didn't stop us for one single minute. Mm. And then eventually we finished crying and we are looking on them. And I would never, never, never forget intonation of his voice. He looked at me with all compassion I ever yes. just seen in my life, and thought, Michael, I cannot help you. Mm. There is just the only one, and his name is Jesus Christ. Wow. The same minute, me and my wife, all together, if, I mean, it was so strong. Mm. We fell on our knees, wow. and we received Jesus in the same room in Jerusalem, me and my wife, and we became... Uh, well, we say we became Christians. Yeah. We came back, came back to our Jewish roots of yes. our faith, to indigenous Jewish faith in Jesus Christ. Mm. So from there, the way was really uh, wonderful. So you can imagine, uh, came to faith in Jerusalem, been baptized three months later. Guess where? Jordan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no brainer in Jordan River. And, uh, you know, given the opportunity to share gospel yeah. with the Jewish people in Jewish language. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, uh, I, I made it, you know, uh, I learned it. Uh, and, and here we are. So mm. the 32 years uh, wow. later, believing in Jesus Christ, coming to faith, and absolutely unexpected. And now I ask myself, and it's very, very important, that made huge difference in my life. I did hear gospel before that. Indeed, I read the Bible yeah. many times, didn't appeal to me, you know, and I thought for a minute, hold a minute. Apostle Paul, Shaul, you know, he was trained at Gamaliel, you know, feet, and, right. and, and he knew the Bible. Yeah. He was witnessed many, many, many times by Christians, Jews that he persecuted. Did make him Christian. Yeah. What happened? Mm. 
the voice from the heaven, you know, supported with the numerous testimonies of those persecuted people and the state of Christ made the difference. Mm. So in my life, you know, those people, what really impressed, what was the last drop that made a difference? I seen the Christians. I read the Bible, but I never see before that the Christians whose life was direct matching yeah. with what Bible uh, teaches. And the right. first time, really, first time in my life I seen such matching. Mm. We really just submitted our life uh, to Christ. And it became modus operandi in, in my life to yes. sharing gospel. Bible is very clear. Show me your faith out of your deeds. Right. And we try really just to perform, to present gospel in our life and our deeds, being supporting. And then you got a privilege, not just obligation to go over the great command, right? You got the privilege, you got honor to do that. And you present Christ in what you do, how do you do, and how you explain it. And from now, from that time on, that's just what we do, helping people, supporting people. And when they ask us, and they do, yeah, why are you so different? Yeah. Then I have a right yes. just to share and to go. And many, many hundred thousand people came to faith. Yeah, so that's wonderful. How we, yeah. I love, I, you know, I love your story because it's a reminder to I think all of us, um, how important our life and our words are. Not just that we can tell somebody how to become a Christian, but we live the Christian life. And um, how every decision for Christ in itself is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And, and the miracle that God wrought about in your life, because obviously, Michael, God uh, also had a purpose uh, as, as he did for Abraham to be a blessing to others. Now. Now he's using you. And so let's talk a little bit about your uh, role uh, there in Israel uh, with Chosen People Ministry. How did you get into that? What's that involved? <laughs> yes. It's another, you know, everything in my life is funny looking back. Yeah. You know, on a, by that time, uh, you know, I was considering really to become a well-paid engineer. Uh-huh. And uh, when, uh, uh, you know, I was approached uh, by a couple of missions here and there, uh, my wife said, no, 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 no. She told me, Michael, over my dead body, you were going to become the paid missionary. Well, uh, you know, and it really just turned turn down uh, a couple, you know, offers from here and there. And uh, then uh, uh, one guy from Chosen People Ministry uh, offered me, uh, you know, to work, uh, not to work, to minister. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Uh, to Jewish people being Jewish. It's not to be taken for granted. You know, I don't like the word conversion Mm. because uh, uh, when people say, well, when uh, you you became Christian, uh, I say, no, no, I remain the Jew. Mm. I remain the Jew. I became super Jew, if you want, because (laughs) the Jew believing in Christ, come on. And I loved it. So it was in year 94. uh, I mean, the guy who offered me uh, to work uh, to minister uh, with him. I was really brand new in, in the ministry. And I really provisionally and prophetically looked in his eyes and I asked him, but you have to promise me one thing. What? He asked me. Uh, you will not leave the ministry because I'm hopeless and helpless. You know. He says, forget about that. Of course not. 
One week <laughs> later, he resigned. <laughs> and gosh, I left with the ministry in Israel, having no clue, you know, what to do. And today we have 25 full-time missionaries. Awesome. Years, years later. And uh, for me, it was like, you know, as I told you, you know, the first day I came to faith, next day I was in the street. And I was really touching people and asking them, you know, do you know that Jesus is Messiah? Usually they just jump back yeah. out of me. But one day, one day that happened after a couple of weeks of such, you know, attempt, I meet guy in the street and I ask him, do you know that Jesus is Christ? He says, yes. So wow. what? Oh. And I really didn't know. So what? Oh. So what? I said, just would you mind to come to my house to have a drink cup of tea? He says, yes. And I, I would never forget my prayer. I really didn't know. And I say, God, thank you. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that was, and this way it started with the chosen people wow. uh, ministry. One and, by uh, one. Yeah, well, you know, uh, God has a sense of humor. Yes. To bring in somebody uh, from uh, back from Ukraine yes. uh, to Israel uh, to share a gospel in a Hebrew language to the people who were born and brought up there, you know, you, you should uh, have the sense. But you know what? Abraham was called uh, just the occupation out of his land to the foreign land. Yes. And imagine he's coming there and, and he's sharing good news yeah. of his time to the people. Uh, and, and they look at him saying, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly my life. Yeah. You know, who are you yeah. to tell us? But, wow. you know, God, God decided. And so here we are. And, 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 uh, and 32 years later, sharing gospel with uh, Jewish people. That's awesome. Now, uh, Michael, you mentioned Ukraine. Yes. And um, uh, obviously, we're all very aware of what's going on over there. Uh, you've been back there several times. Yes. Uh, and you have a radio ministry that goes into Ukraine, or it's All in around, Russian? It's, it's Russian and Ukrainian. Like yeah. Okay. So tell us, you know, what's the impact right now in Ukraine? What's God doing? Well, I mean, I just actually came from Ukraine two weeks ago. Okay. I've been in again, and I've been involved in a humanitarian help uh, mission, trying really just to understand what people need. But you know what I found? You know, the thing that we knew, knew we know, most of everything, they need gospel. Mm. Well, here's the story, and, and, and this is just unbelievable story. It's everything that happens with me. I have this program, and I noticed just in, a, in a between the line that I have a famous coffee uh, story that I drink coffee every morning. So I show up one day, next day after we arrived, uh, uh, there's a curfew. You can't really just go at 11 o'clock p.m., just everything is closed. You have to be back at home. So they opened at six o'clock. This is Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I go to the coffee shop and I found 25 people sitting and waiting for me. Wow. On, on the street, around the table. And I show up and they look at me and I start to share a gospel. Just straight forward. And it continued till one o'clock p.m. Wow. Two hours in a row. And the people are coming and you have crowds around you. Yeah. The, the owners of of the coffee store they happen to be believers too uh, and they say yo 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 you're welcome and i've been there seven days and seven days in a row i got a crown up to 50 60 people wow. staying crying coming to faith i married 
one couple. Yeah. You know, they came purposely making 300 miles wow. just to make in their mom and all that stuff. Seven people came to faith wow. just right uh, uh, there. And it was for me like such a precious gift. And yes. of course, many things just we're trying to provide to the right. people. Winter is coming. Right. And the gas supply and, again, and all this fuel I mean, are really very limited. So we just brought, you know, wooden uh, heaters and all that stuff, the blankets and, and the mattresses and all that stuff, trying to provide to the people uh, a desperate situation. Mm. Desperate situation. Uh, look, you find yourself uh, in the middle of the town and suddenly you, you hear the sirens. Mm. And I, I, I got used for that in Israel, right. but here in the middle of the day on Ukraine yeah. and, and the people really uh, uh, exhausted already with the war. But but you know what? They got pretty strong spirit uh, so now in the light of what happened yesterday. Yeah, actually the annexation of the territory yes. of Russia. It's the challenge to world world. Yeah. Uh, it, it toward a uh, world. It's not just about Ukraine. Right. right. I excuse me. Just on the train to scare somebody, but it's just like the smell of the third world war three is, yeah. is, I mean, that's how Putin treats the situation. And as all believers, uh, we have to understand that time is short. Yes. Really, you feel it by your skin. Time is really short. You know, 100 years ago, they didn't have the tools to destroy everything. Right. Now we are at the gates that it's possible right. and nothing can stop right. nothing can stop the satanic efforts of this uh, guy you know but our prayers mm. and our faith Amen. We, we, are, we we are armless in a sense of you know the conventional uh, right. you know arm but we are absolutely powerful right what god gave us yes. and we have to use this weapon absolutely and you shared with me a story about a woman who um was an atheist and uh, how her uh, son used to listen to you yes. on the radio. Yes, yes. And tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, that's a very touching story. And thank you for asking me uh, on that. As, as you mentioned, I got a daily uh, radio uh, online program with almost 30,000 subscribers and from all around the world. And the biggest chunk, of course, uh, from Ukraine. Because you want to find, you know, the people looking for gospel. Yes. It's where the wars and the troubles, usually when people have a pretty good life, right. they don't care much, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I mean, I got a lot of uh, uh, letters and, and calls and daily, really daily. So I got a message from one uh, Ukrainian woman, and it just, it's a very touching story. Uh, she tells me about her son. Mm. And she says, her son was listening uh, to one guy, he named him Michael Zinn, and uh, she mentioned, she writes to me that the last year that's completely changed his life. Mm. It was like the old, you know, the youngsters, you know, falling here and there and being right. interested in that. But he said, I seen, you know, metamorphosic, uh, actually the changes mm. uh, just happening in front of my eyes. And mm. uh, on my request and my question what made the difference he says mom the answer you have to start to listen to this uh, radio program she says i disregarded i was happy 
that the changes occur in his life. And he became kind, you know, the, the, the really, really what we call uh, believer, yeah, religious, born again. you know, like a born again people, yeah. you can see it. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned, you know, deeds and the words. In Hebrew, the word for word and word for deed is the same word. Mm. It's interesting, mm -hmm. right? When you say gospel, you say bsora. When you say flesh, you say basar. That's mm. the same root. Mm. So the you know that 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 we know about that. So you have to show something, and she sees that mm. you know what's happening in him. War started. He was killed. Mm. She writes to me, and three of his friends, and a bombing, and and you read it. And you want to stop here, and you don't want to read further. Right. There is something in a human soul that protects me from, you know, the facing yes. such situation. Otherwise, you know, the, this, you can't live with that. And here's the mom, and she has to continue to live mm. after her son, with all the changes for good, gone mm. forever. Mm. Entry of his friend. So she tells me, she writes me. As a memory of him, I decided also to listen to your program. Mm -hmm. And now she writes to me, Michael, now I understand why my son became happy. Wow. Because he has found the one and the only one. And thank you. Wow. I read it. I cried. Mm. Because that's the only reaction you can really uh, right, experience. Right. You know, what, an, an imagine situation for mom hmm. to come to faith, the death hmm. of her son was needed. Yeah. Was not the same with Jesus Christ? Yes, yeah, so powerful. As, as you know, for us, right. for you, Dale, for right. me, to come to faith. Right. God had really to send to cross his only son. Yeah. That's the way. And uh and we we are in continuing the relationship and, and a communication with this woman. And and she asked me a lot of questions. Yeah. What can be more rewarding wow. for me, you, you know, and right. for her, you know. So that's that's the yeah. story. Is, uh, Thanks for sharing that, Michael. Wow, I tell you. Now, uh next weekend we're actually starting a brand new series in the book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. And um we're just talking. I'm using uh, Daniel to help us understand how do you how do you live by faith when you're in a secular world, right? Mm -hmm. But obviously, there's also certain things that Daniel says that are very prophetic. Um, just real quickly, as you think about what's going on in the world right now and Israel, um, do you sense that that we're moving toward the end? That um, that, that God is stirring and working and um, our Lord is going to come soon. What, what are your thoughts prophetically? What do you see happening? Oh, uh, you, you know, I, I'm I'm not prophet. I just work for non-profit. Yes, but, <laughs> but but that's it. You know, it's interesting about Daniel. You ask me in Jewish tradition, Daniel is considered to be great prophet, mm -hmm. but Book of Daniel is not considered to be prophetical. Mm. It goes under the corpus of writings, right. not under the prophets, for good reason, as they say. You know, there are some pros and cons. They say what we learn, for the most part, from the book of Daniel, is not the riddle how to solve the eschatological. You right. know, I mean, you, you lost. I mean, you just tried to figure out this 62 and 7 and a 7 and a half, <laughs> you know, and you say, how do I, I'm an engineer, you know, yeah. I tried to do that. 
But they say you mostly learn how to behave. Look at Daniel. Mm -hmm. Look at three of his friends. Yeah. Look at the king Nabuchodonosor, how you say it in English. Uh, the guy bowed down before Daniel after Daniel figured out his dream and saying, You're good. Yeah. Be great. Next day, he's building again this yes. idol. Right. So that's the human being king. And on another hand, there's somebody who is completely dependent with stand and uh, you know stays and oppose all that stuff that's just what jews sages uh say, believe you know the most important saying that when i start to figure out about the really eschatological is uh, by the way i believe uh, people ask when is the last day i say they started the day yes. you came to christ yes that's the last day you don't have any other last right. days you know your last day started in the minute you became believer and yeah. they end up and you say goodbye to this world yes there's no other life nevertheless the last last uh, uh, day of course uh who is the indicator just as you wrote from romans 11 it should be somehow israel and i am not sure that we should uh, divide it uh, or should we understand I have my own idea, very eclectic about that. Uh, by the way, the word uh, shvuim or shvayim, uh, shavua, just means this seven week. Mm. Uh, never used in the Bible for the seven years. Mm. It says for week. And again, in the book of Daniel, I believe in the chapter two, it says uh, that, uh, uh, or, or later, I'm sorry, Daniel was uh, fasting for uh, three weeks, mm -hmm. meaning three by uh, seven days, not seven years. Saying that, if we take uh, this uh, division of the 62 weeks and then the last week cut in half, three and a half, three and a half years, we are very close. Yeah. If we take it literally right. As, right. As, as it is. Israel is a prosperous country now. Likes very much to be like Western country mm -hmm. to imitate United States mm -hmm. of America. Moral standards really go down. Mm. Pride parade, yes. you know, I mean, it became the famous, you know, in Israel. Israel is becoming, we can imagine, the capital mm. of all that. Mm. And for me, that's the signs of the really uh, near end Iran. Mm -hmm. You got with this nuclear weapon treaty, they got with Russians. Uh, that is very interesting correspondence with the book of Ezekiel right. and his prophecies about Gog and Magog and yeah. Rosh. And, you know, everything is just coming from around. When you got the one evidence, you say, wow, it's happened. When you got here, 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 there, you start really to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And I really believe, you know, we are approaching the end. Mm -hmm. it's we know about that. Right. How close is the end? No one knows. No one knows. But... It's a coming back. It's about human behavior. Yes. God has his own plan. God has his own timing in the book of Acts. It says very clear, it's not your business to know the timing. Right. right. Be ready You're every ready. time, every yeah. minute, night and day. And I believe you know what we got. By the way, it says that the, to the full extent, we will be explained the book of Daniel when we are already there and the yes. same with the book of revelation yes you know we can't yes. really just you know science you right. know but actually by the end what is the main message 
be ready in time and out of time. Right. Everywhere. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, as in Israel and understanding, you know, that all Israel will be saved. Yes. I mean, so we are there. Right. So we are responsible for preparing people for the second coming of Christ. If we do it, we are quite fulfillment of the book of Daniel. And so I, my, I guess my last question, Michael, is do you, see a in, especially in israel do you see um an openness in the hearts and minds of jewish people ah, to the gospel wow thank you for asking that like you idea in year 89 when we came in israel we were all together 1000 believers wow well it's not a lot but if you compare it with 48 the day of the establishment of the state of israel there were 23 wow. believers jews believing in christ and all wow. the land that's two families you know right. today we are talking conservatively, 30,000 people. Wow. Some say 50,000 people. Wow. I believe even more wow. because many people not quite sure as me what to do. Okay, I came to faith. Yeah. So what? So what are you going to do with that stuff? Plus, you know, the history and relationship with the Jews and Christians, you're very cautious. What do you do? How you preach? Because, you know, you have to be with the Jew. You have to be the Jew. You yeah. cannot be... Baptist with the Jew. You right. cannot be Pentecostal with right. the Jew. Come on, you have to be a Jew. Yeah. But in order to be Jew, you have to learn how to be a yeah. Jew. You right. know, it's quite a task. Yes. Right? Yes. So openness is huge among soldiers, youngsters, women, men, uh, professionals. Everywhere you look mm. around, you know, new immigrants, tremendous Holocaust survivors, just we work a lot. Children camps, you know, just, I don't know, I have a time, you know, but can you imagine? We have children camps. Mm. We got a long list mm. for non-believing Jewish family asking mm. us, mm. really, just to bring, to allow to their kids to be on our camps. Why? Mm. Because they see difference, their kids, before yeah. and after. Yeah. <laughs> we got, you know, yeah. the grandparents. Parents, Holocaust survivors yeah. coming to faith and bringing their children yeah. and bringing their grandchildren. Yeah. Openness is huge. Amen. Time is here yeah. at the end, and we have to use it. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, as, as we wrap this up, I, I listen to you and I, I think back about your story, Michael. You're, you're a miracle. What God did in your life. And <laughs> you, you too. Know, that's right. I was going to say, every person, myself included, we are all. We're all the result of God's grace Amen. and God's goodness. And I really believe that we have a responsibility as a body of believers to pray for the Jewish people uh, here, near and far, uh, and especially in Israel. So uh, if folks would like to know more about Chosen People Ministry, can they go online? Absolutely. And what, what would they look up? What's Chosen the web people. address? Chosenpeople.com. All right, chosenpeople.com. That was easy, all right? And there you'll find uh, more powerful stories and in ways that you can get involved as well. And uh, I know our church has been involved. We'll continue uh, to support ministry to our uh, Jewish friends. Michael, thank you so much for the time that you've given to us. I appreciate you so much. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for Michael. Pray your blessing on his life and the ministry there in Israel. Pray and ask, Lord, that uh, for Ukraine, especially in these days, that despite uh, the warfare, Lord, we pray that many would turn to faith in you. I pray your anointing on my brother's life. I pray your blessing and encouragement for him. 
for Mitch Glazer and the entire uh, Chosen People ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it.